The Cryptonaut Podcast is brought to you by Cryptid Crate. Cryptid Crate is a monthly subscription box filled with various cryptozoology and paranormal-themed items to wear, display, and collect. Each month, you can expect a carefully curated box filled with cryptastic pieces from indie makers and artisans pertaining to Bigfoot, Sasquatch, UFOs, ghosts, and other cryptid and mysterious creatures. At checkout, be sure to use our promo code, that's Grampus, G-R-A-M-P-U-S, for 10% off the entire life of your Cryptid Crate subscription. We have some new products for sale in our big cartel shop. The link for that will be in the show notes of this episode. Uh, We got beer koozies, and we want to give a very big thank you to our good listener, Laura Cram, and her husband, Dave. Uh, Dave printed these up for us, so uh, so thank you both very much. And because of you two, our good listeners, now we have beer koozies for everybody. So again, that is in the big cartel shop. The link will be in the show notes of this podcast. Check that out. Order yourself some. We also have some stickers and pins. So you got stickers, you got pins, you got koozies. Basically, you get all around the the super promo. You can you know you can get your kryptonite shirt, you can get your your hoodie, you can put your pins on, slap your stickers in your car, drink some cold beers. You got the koozie. I mean we. We are just literally marketing everything we can. I was recently looking at pop sockets. Uh, I'm not sure if you guys know what those things are. I did actually discuss this with some young people to see if these things are cool or not. And apparently they are the quote unquote hot shit. So, uh, but unfortunately pop sockets are too expensive for us to make. And we have a couple of other things that we are working on. That is my weekly vague comment for upcoming projects that we will hopefully soon be, be releasing. So, so yeah, beer koozies. Um, everybody come drink with us, man. Everybody says they want to drink with us. So now you can sort of, if you're sitting in your basement like I do, for two to three hours at a time in the dark, drink a beer and watching conspiracy videos on YouTube as you want to do on a Monday night. You can, uh, you can do that now, and we can keep your beer cold with a koozie. With a picture of us on there. So so there you go. Be sure to check that out. And again, the link for the Big Cartel Shop will be in the show notes of this podcast. Get yourself something nice. I know it's Christmas time, but you know what? Don't worry about buying presents for other people, man. Buy something for yourself. Like, you deserve it. It's been a long year for everybody. I don't know about you guys, but it's this, this year has been a super pain in the ass. And you know what? I'm ready to buy myself some nice shit, uh, drink my way through Christmas, uh, continue to drink my way through the new year and then watch some more conspiracy videos and I'm going to have this nice koozie to keep my beer nice and frosty. So there you have it. All right, it is about that time. So without further ado, Christopher Q. That creepy music. Not podcast. I'm Mark Stores, and with me, as always, is I'm Chris Conesale and Rob Morphy. Thank you for joining us. As always, the social media is the Insta, the Twitter, the Facebook. Do it all. We're there. We're hanging out. Come say hi. Uh, be sure to leave us a rating and review on the iTunes and the Apple Podcast apps. It helps us out greatly. In what way? We just reached our 200 mark for no ratings and reviews. Shit. Yeah, so, yeah, thank you all very Damn. much. Damn. There's so yeah, much. That's awesome. Um, so before we get started with this week's episode, we got a quick announcement here. Our buddy Nick Littlefield, he is uh, on Instagram as I really love pixels. Uh, he just uh, showed sent me the images for the 3D printed space brains of Palos 
uh, Verde. Oh, that's dope as fuck. And they have 360 degree articulated legs. Yeah, they're cool. Little Sweet tiny, little space tiny brain, crazy tendril legs. legs. Yeah, yeah, they're awesome. Yeah, it's super dope. And the packaging tits up. Yeah, it looks so good. Fucking nice design, dude. Also, too, it comes with a really cool sticker. Really? Yeah, mine's gonna be here this week, so I can't wait. I can't wait to I'm stick super on excited. It. So we kind of had like a little. Uh, you know, he had sent me a couple of the photos, and I immediately was just blown away. I'm like, oh, my God, this is so awesome. Like, let's put these up. Uh, and we got, like, a little partnership with them where we got a promo code for our listeners. So the promo code for the for um, the uh, for Nick Littlefield's uh, Etsy shop is Hammer Pants, and that will get you 20% off your order for until the end of December. I love that. Nice. Hammer Pants. H-A-M-M-E-R-P-A-N-T-S, as ah. in the pants you will wear. If you were MC Hammer, yes, of course, the Hammer pants, yeah, or a so, fan, yep, or a fan. That's true. So, or if you were a Loveland Frog, yeah, there you go. Oh yeah. So, thank you very much, Nick. It's awesome. I'm super excited to get mine in the mail. Definitely check our Insta because we're going to put that up there when those happen. So, let's get started this week with the Felix Stowe Fire Demon. Jeez. You know what? I'm we gonna, normally take the demon I'm off the go, table. I'm going to go on a limb and say, do we? When I first read this encounter. This was my best guesstimation. And sometimes I try to be clever when I name things. Sometimes, obviously, if an entity being a creature has a, a name already established, I'll always go for that. Um, this one didn't happen to, but it's referred to as a demon a lot. So you'll, the, the listeners will understand soon enough why that uh, creative hurdle was jumped. But I can't say definitively, and I won't say definitively, that it is a demon. It's just... Yeah, sure. It falls maybe into the parameters that some might assume demonical things might. And we are known for not taking demon off the table. So let's get started with on an autumn evening in 1965, a group of British youths were cruising the town. And one of them had a terrifying encounter with a non-flame retardant fiend that would leave him scarred for life. As these life. things are wont Ooh, to do. Not Robert. 10 minutes. No. Not a month. Temporary? No. Nah. Permanently, Robert, take it away, dude. Debilitating, I'm not sure. For life, yes. Mm -hmm. Totally. Mm -hmm. As often, I'm just going to paint a little picture of the geography for the good folks out there. All right. We're going to move on to the good stuff. Felixstowe is a port town nestled on the North Sea coast of Suffolk, England. The bustling hub offers a plethora of fascinating sights, but none so strange as one seen by a trio of friends who were joyriding through the town on their way toward Essex at approximately 10.30 p.m. on the evening of September 20th, 1965. This brings us back to like the great Austin Power days Ooh. of Super Mod. Oh, yeah. The yeah. hippie movement just starting. Swing in England. Yeah. You got swing in London specifically. I'm not cars, sure the rest of it did it. Big awesome fucking boots. sweet cars. Yeah. Boobs are flying. Oh, jeez. Boots a flying? Boobs. boobs. Oh, bowing boobs. Okay, yeah. yeah. Gold boots, boobs a flying. And boobs. There yeah. you go. Everything was flying. All right. It was psychedelic. It was wonderful. Awesome. And these people, being young, were clearly in the center of it. Or not, because I really don't know <laughs> if the North Sea coast of Suffolk, England was the hip hop. They're, they're just not there in the cool they section. Might have, they might have been like wearing fisherman sweaters and been yeah. completely uh, removed from this. We don't like, know. But let's just assume that assume that they're just living the life they're like us in auburn when everyone thinks that we're that we like, we like live in new york city but we actually we live not. four hours in the middle of nowhere yes awesome. exactly <laughs> the group which i'm really hoping had a lot of fun back then consisted of driver 25 year old jeffrey maskey and his passengers mavis fordyce and michael johnson Gee, mavis, mavis fordyce oh 
That's a great name. Dope. It Damn. really is. First off, she should be like a detective novelist or writing political thrillers. Secondly, Mavis. Yeah. That's hard and fucking yeah. antiquated all at yeah. once. And what must have been an effort to preserve gas or perhaps indulge in ill-advised mid-drive libation breaks, Maskey pulled over to the curb next to a hedgerow on an isolated, tree-lined Walton Avenue. Talking about road sodas? That's what I'm talking about. talking about driving your car and then cracking a beer? I'm talking about bad decisions by young people. Okay. Live long, protect yourself, protect the other drivers on the road, do the right thing, drink with us. All right. (laughs) There you go. Yeah. (laughs) The youngsters were engaged in lively conversation when Johnson, that's Michael Johnson, abruptly opened the car door and walked out into the murky night. Mavis and Jeff exchanged perplexed glances as their cohort vanished into the Stygian blackness, but simply assumed that he must be answering nature's call. Mm-hmm. That's what you do. When the, you know, and plus, all right, let's be honest, two guys, one girl, unless they're just wide open and having fun, and I'm not here to judge the context of their 1965 relationship, but... Probably one of them's a third wheel. It seems that Could way, be. possibly. And yeah. so, if a guy randomly splits you, like, is Mike just mad? Does Mike like Mavis more than Jeff? Yeah, we don't it's know. Weird. You know, we can we can surmise. And there's things. no phones. You couldn't text each other to no. figure it out behind. You know, the, no social media where yeah. the patina of said relationship would have been yeah. long yeah. since. No, you're just going off of instincts. Yep. It's pure, pure instincts. '60s instincts, and their instincts say Mike's got to pee. Good for Mike. Sometimes you gotta pee. Absolutely. Just moments after Michael disappeared behind the shrubbery, skirting the woods, Jeff and Mavis heard what they described as a high-pitched humming sound, and that's when things started to get fucking weird. We have a lot of instances where there's a weird sound or a high-pitched humming, and all of a sudden, shit goes downhill. Well, not to digress. Chris and I, and I know we've talked about this before, heard a high-pitched weird humming sound when we were outside of his old apartment. Dude, that was fucked up. And... And it's haunting because you are really half sure something paranormal is about to unfold completely. Right. <clears throat> yeah. It's just this you overbearing. You can't pinpoint it. Exactly. And there's certain directions where it's really there and then all of a sudden it's like not and you're like, what the fuck? You take fuck? one step and it's gone. You back up three inches. It's loud and clear. Dude. It's fucking weird. Now, not not to overhype our audience, it ended up me having a pede- pedestrian explanation. It did. We was got it through it. Was it a miniature Cthulhu? It was a mini Cthulhu. Yep. Cool. We dealt with Sweet. it. Sweet. Uh, in the jar <laughs> never thought of it again yeah no it's buried somewhere but yes weird weird <laughs> high-pitched sounds or low ominous bassy hums yeah, yeah no, almost weird. always a harbinger of bad shit or at least things that are going to be fucking befuddling yeah the annoying sound began to increase in volume until it overwhelmed the duo mavis anxiously watched while jeff unrolled the car window and leaned out in an attempt to ascertain the origin of the now alarming noise it was then that Jeff spied an egg-shaped orange object suspended in the sky, approximately 90 feet above his car. Now, that's one of those things where you're like, if you want to guess it's about 100 feet up, right. do it. 90? When you're guessing that's, I'd say that's 90 feet yeah. above my car. Yeah. I'm going to get a little leery on it. Is that the hubris of measurement? It sure is. All right. And maybe the sure. Brits are better at it. And I'm sure they didn't measure it in feet. I'm sure it was something metric and yeah, then it say, got translated. We, don't we, we, we work on the feet scale? Isn't that what we do, Robert? That's what we do. We got the inches and the feet and the sixteenths and the eighths. God bless America. Uh, <laughs> and our stupid, stupid unit of measurement. Regardless of how high it is, it's just hovering above the car. He estimated, further showing the hubris of measurement, that the UFO was about six feet wide, and both he and Mavis claimed that it was glowing so brightly it bathed the surrounding countryside in its eerie fire-like glow. So regardless of whether or not this thing was 90 feet up and 6 feet wide or 75 feet and 8 yeah, foot wide, we don't know. Right. But a fucking orange glowing egg that's so bright that all the woods around it in the street are lit up, 
worthy of note regardless. Yes. So we'll just you we'll should take make, that as something should, worth tripping on. You should make note of that in your journal. Absolutely. Without warning, the humming object shot away from the vehicle and vanished beyond the trees. Which trees, you may ask? Which the trees, trees, trees wherein Robert? Michael disappeared. Thank you very much, Mr. Johnson. Whoa. Oh, the pair. Zip it up, dude. The pair stared at each other in silent astonishment when it suddenly dawned on them that their friend was not only still in the woods, but he might no longer be alone. Mm. That's not thing. what you want to see. It's a little thing called here. Here. foreshadowing. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, boy. All the right. apprehensive duo... Neither one excited about the prospect of entering the shadow-shrouded forest wherein the UFO and their friend were lurking, re- remained in the car and began shouting <laughs> "Oh God!" for Johnson to no avail. So, you know, that's just the Mike! height of courage. Yo, Mike! <laughs> Mike, stop Get fucking around! Stop fucking around! I, mean, I guess, actually, though, it, it's not a... <laughs> I could see someone doing that. Like, you, like, fuck, you jump in the car and you're just like, you start screaming for him to, to get in. Because you obviously don't want to be out there with whatever it is. No, the UFO is going to startle you. Well, yeah, totally. Mm. And it flies over the fucking trees and Mike's in the trees. Toward Mike. Toward Mike yeah. But you think you jump out and at least start shouting. I mean, maybe you We all think that, man, but would we really do it or would we just jump in the car and be, start screaming for Mike? You're right. You know, unfortunately, man, instincts kick in, dude. Jeff decided to take the matter into his own hands. Clearly, the shouting wasn't enough. So he threw the vehicle in reverse and continued to shout in vain just for rolling? his missing comrade. So instead of just Wait, standing where what? he was, he started the car, or it was still probably running, actually, okay, yeah. put it in reverse, backed up closer to where Mike got out of the car, Mike! and oh, continued to okay. fucking shout. So no one was getting out of the fucking car at this point. All right. Suddenly, Michael burst out of the woods and staggered into the road with a dazed expression adorning his face. See? Jeff hoped that he was just having a go at them, you know, a prank. But as soon as his friend collapsed in the middle of the street, he knew that this was no laughing matter. Mm. Still frightened, Jeff and Mavis wasted no time in finally exiting the vehicle and running to their friend's aid. They found Michael laying motionless on the asphalt, at this point totally unconscious. When they realized that they could not wake their friend, the pair hefted the inert Johnson and dragged him back into the car. Mavis hopped in the backseat and did her best to make the still unconscious Michael as comfortable as possible while a nearly panicked Jeff hopped behind the wheel and sped away from the forbidding forest and the strange orange light making a beeline toward the relatively small but conveniently close Felix Stowe Hospital. Well, at least there's a hospital nearby. Thank the baby. Yeah, conveniently. Totally. Yeah, I know. Conveniently close. Actually, that is awfully convenient. Yeah, who built said hospital and for what purposes? Yeah. The sick? Was the hospital mm. built upon? Oh, ooh. None of that's mm. going to be the case. Okay. But I love or, these Or will theories. it? Well, we don't know until the end. Fire demon built on the bones of the innocent, the hospital. Oh, nailed it. Oh, my God. It's a curse. Save it. Save yeah. it for the end. The bones of the innocent. Yeah. Wow. The worst bones of all. Fire vocal. demon summoned I'm, by the bones of I'm the sure innocent. Is that what you just said? have died Dude, at the hospital. The I, this is the first time we don't even need to finish the story. There you go. Solution found. Mark Stores. The bones of the credit. innocent. There it is. Once at the hospital, Michael began to regain consciousness, but much to Jeff and Mavis's dismay, he was suffering from amnesia and could not recognize the friends who had rescued him. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's some fucked up 80s sitcom shit right there. It is, yeah. That's like Uncle Jesse's type shit. Mm-hmm. The doctors on duty at the hospital diagnosed Johnson as having succumbed to an unknown but clearly serious shock. Mm. That's the only thing that causes spontaneous 
amnesia. fucking amnesia. We know that. We know that from different strokes. We know that from a whole childhood of watching fucking illy reported scientific and medical phenomenon on television. That's true. Didn't it happen to like JR or something in Dallas? No. Who, who killed JR? Oh, God. Every, it happened to everyone all the time. Didn't everybody period. always Gilligan every other episode. Oh, yeah. That's Have true. Have any of us ever suffered amnesia? I don't think so. No. And here's the thing. I used to think amnesia was always caused by a plummeting coconut, say, yeah. or a falling hammer, well, yeah, well, yeah. or a piece of wood. A, a Anytime you got a bop in the head, and yeah. you suddenly, but you didn't forget, like, you could still speak English, you still had a vague idea that you were a man, and you lived in America, no, yeah, or you whatever it was, stuff like that, but you right. just didn't know anyone around you, and it was never permanent. So it's like just, it's just like traumatic brain injuries? Except it was partial, well, not even partial, temporary traumatic brain right. injuries. Yeah. It's a lot. It's a, it's, a, it's a blanket term for just, for, I mean, you can forget. You know what it is? Long-term stuff and no short-term stuff. It's the same In real-life diagnosable yeah, amnesia. Yeah, yeah. We're talking fucking TV. We're talking network amnesia. Oh, oh, oh yeah, amnesia, yeah. Amnesia, I call it Overboard. One of my favorite oh, movies is Mr. Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn. Huh? No, it is. Well, right, if, if you say both of them. Yeah, we'll put them together, yeah. Besides that more recent cocksucking Santa Claus movie, I can't think of any other two movies they were in together. Oh, and if that's the case, Overboard wins. Overboard But if you're going to say it's one of your favorite Kurt Russell Jesus. films... That's oh. a that's a friendship straining statement. Oh I'm just no saying. no no no! There's we we have two Snake Plissken, three Snake Plissken movies, right? Or is no, it two? no no two. There's technically no. one. Okay, yeah. one. There, there's okay, one. we're gonna get back to Kurt Russell a little later. Big Trouble in Little China. I love that movie too. But all right, so amnesia is not what TV taught us. Amnesia is okay, but he has it. Mike is suffering from amnesia, and Mavis and Jeff are all the more perturbed because they saw a UFO, their friend collapses in a heap, yep. they rush him to the nearby, now he conveniently know. close hospital. He has no idea who the fuck they are. The conspiracy thickens. Okay. Yeah. Okay. The doctors at said conveniently close hospital also noted that Michael had unusual burn marks on the back of his neck as well as a contusion above his right ear. Okay. Now, I don't know how this goes, but I really hmm. think a lot of abduction scenarios have implants behind the ear and also in the base of or the somewhere, neck, the yeah, base of the, the skin, skull. Yeah, they have like a, like, a, like a chip implanted into them. So it's sort something. of weird. A burn, and I mean, I know, I, I'm, I'm just reach grasping the yeah. straws. I'm not saying anything. I'm just yeah. saying sometimes. The doctors then decided it would be prudent to transfer Michael to the hospital of Ipswich. Mm, famed okay. for many things. Nothing that I know of. Not the bones of the innocent. But in this case, we know, which was far better equipped to deal with Johnson's injuries and apparent psychological trauma. Well, this is good. They're getting him the health care that he needs for the condition that he's suffering. Or trying. is the Felix Stowe Mini Hospital so deeply in cahoots with the demon that one good doctor is like, I want this one to live. He doesn't stay the night and therefore oh, give up his soul. I Get like this man it. to Ipswich. He gets, oh, maybe. Yeah. Ipswich goeth. He, he had has, a change of heart it, and yeah, tried to yeah, do it. Okay, well, I like save that too. A life. I like that too. The following day, Michael recovered his senses and when his friends came to visit, he took them aside and with what must assume were hushed and frightened tones, told them of his harrowing encounter in the woods next to Walton Avenue. Okay. Okay. Michael claimed that when he abruptly got out of the car the night before, he had been compelled to do so by an unknown quote-unquote force. So not just needing to pee, a compelling unknown force. Save the power of Christ. Oh, compelleth thee. Possibly. The power of the That's the only thing I know that can compel you. Nah, the power of the Satan, the Dark Lord, dude. It's just not in the movies. It's, it's in some movies. It's in Filipino it's, movies. It's not yelled at somebody the that says the power of Satan, Satan compels you. Oh, yeah, it's true. Come on. Maybe we should make that a thing every day. This force insisted that he go into the woods, 
regardless of its origin. Okay, cool. maybe it's Satan. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> it's the what? See, there you uh, go. Unable to All resist right. these orders or explain to his friends his motivation for doing so, he walked into the tree-lined darkness. Michael was then convinced to share the story with his doctors and told his friends and physicians how despite his attempts at resistance, he had been forced to walk into the forest, although he was unable to recall exactly how far, wherein he encountered a being that he, descri he described as a humanoid with large sloping eyes that were glowing in the darkness. Not real woke, but hey, it's 65 Ooh. and it's Mike, so we're just going to let it slide. He's got a traumatic okay. brain injury. Okay. He further asserted that the odd creature was not only glowing in the darkness, but actually engulfed in what appeared to the eyewitness to be undulating orange flames. So is it the Human Torch? It is the Human Torch. It okay, is so he saw Johnny Storm. He saw Johnny Storm. Okay, all right, cool. Does anyone cool. know when that was first written? It had to be around that time. Like, I know Fantastic no, Four goes back to, is it mid human, or late 60s? No, Human Torch is... Early 60s? Is even before that, because it was when he was like a robot. Oh, you're right. Yeah, the early Namor Human yeah, Torch yeah, yeah, from like way back Proto in the day. Marvel. Yeah, way back in the day. Uh, so maybe we're talking about comic book reading fan, or maybe it's something mm, else. This is not the only comic book tie-in that we've had before with a podcast. Good sir. Fair enough. I don't know what you're talking about. Lace your bones with metal. Oh, shit, yeah. Be, a, be, be your own We're supposed to remember. Be your own Wolverine, Rob. So this fucking thing is just slathered in flames. Obviously, it's not hurting him. At which point, Michael passed out cold. Just oh. dead up cold. He says he saw this thing. First, he saw the big sloping glowing eyes. Then right. he saw the full glowing body. So the fact that he saw glowing eyes first and then notes that the body's completely on fire you indicates to me... That maybe it That's was eyes weird. and then sort of like a, you know, a Johnny Storm like flame on. on. yeah. Because otherwise you think, I saw a fire in the woods. The and fire the, looked vaguely yeah, you the shape you of a guy. Yeah. The fire had eyes. And then the fire turned and looked towards me. Yeah. But he didn't say that. He saw the eyes first. He saw eyes okay. first. The eyes right. were glowing. So much like, you know, the demon on which the bones of the innocent are built and created Felix Stowe Hospital. Um, maybe this entity, whatever it is, is like... A living nightlight, the embodiment of fucking forest fire, or who knows what. Forest spirit. But it seems like he ignited in front of him, and the shock of said uh, ignition made him pass out. But the thing is, he didn't completely pass out, because he was still able to stumble the fuck back to the road. Yeah. It's just, he has no memory from the moment he blacked out yeah. until the next day at the hospital. Right. Not talking to the doctors the night before, hence the amnesia. All right. Now, a lot of our listeners are going to think, understandably... Was there hypnotic regression? We all know that's a real shady subject, but at least it's some way to probe into missing time. Because that smacks of something happened, you didn't know what it was. Not a lot, because he didn't have a lot of time. Because in all the time, the super courageous Jeff and Mavis were in the yeah, car shouting. I, yeah, I'm trying to... It's still probably only 10 or 15 minutes. Put it together. It doesn't really say. Like, it's, it seems like it, he immediately it, walked in... And then saw this thing, but then like they still they saw a thing in the sky, right? And then they got worried for the friend. It seems yeah, that happened so pretty quickly. Was this though. thing already there before that they saw the thing? Are these oh, two separate I things? See, I see Are these the same thing? Look, yeah. there's no. I, it's hard to really. If it was the same thing, like together. if it, it pieced out and just went skyward, then yeah. Well, here's be. the thing. I mean, people have invariably associated this because even even though Chris is absolutely right, and we have to point this out, there's no guarantee. Flamey McFlamerton in the forest has anything to do with flying orange egg. Could be completely separate, yeah. But two really bizarre entities and, and or a bizarre entity and a bizarre object in the same geographical and temporal place 
begs coincidence. I mean, if it's a fire alien and it had so happens it has a fire ship, or just an orange glowing, shrimp. or it's True. the same. Shrimp. They're the same thing. Yeah, or it could, or it could be the same. If you thing. see something that's an oval. Right. Then you're you're not seeing three dimensions. You're seeing oh, two. so wait, what yeah. you're suggesting yeah. is maybe a fully flaming entity in the sky? Why not? Burning so brightly that it creates an oval uh, illusion in the you know the the mind's well, eye yeah, and the no, physical I, eye. I could see that, yeah. And or, that went behind into the woods, like a star. Yeah. And as this thing was going down, taking a piss, Mike Mike Johnson's just fucking draining the weasel, doing his yeah. thing, and suddenly glowing eyes, and it starts looking at him. Yeah. So maybe just flat up entity, no object. That's what I mean. It's yeah, I could yeah, just. It's just there. Flowing, That's flying, it's certainly whatever. plausible. All I right. mean, cool. No more or less plausible than a glowing orange UFO vehicle. Right. It's interesting. All right, let's wrap this up and we'll we'll bust this out. And I'll just I'm going to be a little redundant here, but on mass alien abductions being a thing of the future, it is unclear whether anyone may have suggested the possibility of hypnotic regression to Mr. Johnson at any point at that time or thereafter. But if he has undergone the process, it has been kept under wraps. So basically. If, if, if anyone ever suggested it to him, you know, in the 80s or 90s when that shit was in vogue and he yeah. went through it, I'm not aware of it. That's all I can basically say. Nevertheless, Michael's friends, who had bore witness to the fiery egg-shaped UFO with their own eyes, believed their buddy and knew all too well that something strange and terrifying had transpired in the woods near Walton Avenue that gloomy night. Whether or not this creature was a UFO pilot, a demonic entity, or something even less explicable, the burn scars on Michael Johnson's neck serve as a testament to the reality of this truly bizarre event. Now, as to the nature of the reality of this, that's what we're for. Let's try to fucking figure this out. All right. So, Michael Jackson, two, Pepsi commercial. I, that's eighty-four. Oh, Jesus, oh, man. man, I wasn't too even, soon. I wasn't too even, soon. Yeah, too too tsunami. I wasn't even gonna make the joke, and then you went and you went and you made it. Richard Pryor, come on, we can go on. Oh, now. geez. All right. So that mean, side, having having the two, having the fire dude, and then seeing the thing in the sky. Obviously, I think we're gonna have to disconnect those. I think we're gonna have to do that because yeah, just, I think that goes beyond too, the, the simple human need to connect yeah. things, and it's like if they're not related. That's an astonishing parallel. So should we, let's start with what could this have been? Possibly a love triangle gone wrong. <laughs> All right, really? <laughs> wait a minute. So could have been. Wait, wait. <laughs> could have been. But how do you get to? How do you get to that? How do you get to the dude in the forest seeing what he saw? Well, I think Mark's, Mark's talking about the situation all the way up until the point where Mike gets out of the car. Pretty much, yeah. So yeah, you're okay. just trying to establish the mood, or I mean, if possibly if Jeff. Is uh, interested in Mavis, and she's also interested in him. But maybe they've got something going on with a guy. Maybe they both conspired to, to make him feel like he's. They're trying to gaslight. They cast Mike. the spell. No, I mean they it, tried it, to summon they, a fire they elemental. Could've, they could have very well, well <laughs> like, because they saw the UFO. So I'm just trying to turn this into something very like. Uh, or do you think page they? Do you think they dosed him? And then no, tried to cover I was it up. Maybe they tried to like attack him or something in the woods to like get rid of him. But I guess there really isn't any evidence for that. I just really want to make this kind of sexy to begin with. I don't think there's a way to do it. So I'm going to, I'm going to recant my statement. Don't recant. The only way to Lay do it, it is if he's like, I got to take a piss. And then they're in the car and they're like, get the spell book. <laughs> yeah, or, and just, they summon, or the flaming or, fucking dummy. Yeah, and, or and, and they just cast uh, it. Attack and they cast it. Attack him with a, I don't know, like a flashlight or something. Just hit him. I thought you meant they were using a flashlight to emulate a burning man. Oh, me, me, no, 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 me no, too. no, 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 no. You just like, threw me like, off. You got a flashlight and just like, you know, smash him with it or something. To he, what end? But how did he get, he got burned. Assuming to kill him. Well, the, and then why would they take him to the did, hospital yeah. if they wanted mm, to kill him? I mean, I yes, we, Felix Stowe Hospital isn't the highest grade cutting oh, yeah, edge medical indeed. facility, but it's close. 
I guess though, if if they would if they were to attack him, he would know. Oh man, I think you are on the wrong yeah, bus. Yeah, I know I am. I'm, okay, you know what? I'm gonna stop this train. <laughs> Full reverse. <laughs> Full reverse. Yeah. What could this have? What could this have possibly? Well, been? there's nothing flaming in nature that's alive okay, that we know of. There isn't. So, well, phoenix. I mean, come on. Yeah, but I don't think that really counts. We got a kind of phoenix. Um, <laughs> Never a phoenix so, attack. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. Too, all right. The no. whole fiery thing is too weird. Plus, you got the thing in the sky with the orange. The, the okay. Maybe we should start with: Do we think that this is demonic or extraterrestrial or paranormal? Well, I guess it would be demonic. There's well, nothing to really besides fire is the only I demonic. Don't, here's thing. the thing: I don't know their well, ages. Even that's not necessarily. In some ways, it's easy to assume they're teens. Okay. Not because I didn't cruise around uselessly in my 20s, because I absolutely did, probably in my 30s too. I've I've definitely fucked around in a car, killing time with friends. Many times, but that seems to be something, especially in the 60s, that was, if not primar- not exclusively, then primarily the domain of teens. Right. So just for shits and giggles, let's assume teens. they're teens. All right, cool. Most poltergeist activity surrounds post-pubescent and, and, and pubescent females. Right. You know, women that are going through uh, psychological and physical so changes this is like a, uh... that help either connect them with the paranormal or some people think psychically manifest paranormal events i'm not right. saying I, I don't necessarily believe in, in either camp but it's irrefutable that there is a connection so she's like a portable poltergeist well if she is a young girl with her heart torn twixt two men oh, jeff and michael is this going back to the my possibility of a love triangle that everyone scoffed at and i, I had to reverse my train i never give up on you mark thank you never because chris sure as hell does that's not true at yeah. all yeah <laughs> yeah it's <laughs> yeah. a tough way he's like yeah, yeah. Mark's, mark's shit he's the worst yeah, I, I don't think it's a poltergeist I'm just well, saying we got to throw it out there. That is an interesting thing, though. Because, well, but I mean, I, I guess we're, we're we're going to like carry land or like fire starter. Well, but. she might not want Michael to be hurt. It well, that's different. She was a telekinetic. If, if yeah, if she's got like a is it tele, is it telekinesis or what's the well Carrie definitely was. Well, Carrie right? is telekinetic. What attracts poltergeists? They don't know. Is it uh, a paranormal force that is attracted if towards she was so, young women? If she was or is so it young women being able to activate a force in nature because of the turmoil going on in their bodies. But if she was so That's in unclear. love with Jeff and Mike's taking a leak and she's like, I need Jeff, I need to get Mike out of here, and all or of a sudden she fire starts she's him. so in love with Mike and can't stand Jeff and doesn't want to be alone in the car with Jeff, so she must summon Mike back from the forest. What to do? Fire demon terrifies him back to the car. Yeah, that, that goes back to the spell book I said. Yeah, that's a lot. Everything's a lot. <laughs> that's the way it's Everything's a lot. You can just be like, Jeff, stay in the car, Mike. I don't think any of it that is. There, do. There's no indication of there's no, turmoil there, between. There's just three people. Listen, we're just pissing in the wind. The fact I, is, it's a UFO. It's an unclassified being, and okay. it's a seeming psychic connection. The only one that's established in terms of eyewitness reports is Michael hearing or sensing He's being a compelled. calling into the woods. Are, it's not a need to piss. It's not a need to bail. It's just I have to go into the woods because I am compelled to do so. You're bringing it back, though, to this maybe being something paranormal where if it's with, well, I guess I don't well, have any Well, the bones of the innocent. That. Yeah, bones of the innocent. I mean, well, not, what who knows was, what kind what of old ritual done? Dude, happened in the British forest in times of yore? It starts with hell or space and ends with the bones of the innocent that's just the math that or, isn't the math it's that, demon it's it, i'll give you some math <laughs> <laughs> right now why right. if it's any why lured just this guy it was what was special about this guy if it's if it is something else why maybe not just, he was just show a, up in the fucking road and right. do whatever they did it could just be like, proximity maybe he was the closest 
Well, no, no he got a call. He got he a was call called out into of the, car. the woods. Yeah, well, I mean, he I'm saying is, is where he's sitting in the car and the driver so said you're literally maybe saying a matter of like inches? Th- like, you know, like 12 inches. I don't know like who got well, summoned. Although, if this being is in the woods and it was looking at the car, the first person that would probably see would be the driver. If you think about how Yeah, but how he wasn't driving. I think Mike was driving. Or not Mike was driving. I think Jeff was driving. Oh, well, he's in the passenger seat? I, okay, well, if that's the case, then no, I guess that wouldn't work out. Dude, so, no, I mean, no, you're, it doesn't hinge on that. What you're saying doesn't hinge on it. No, I really no, no, don't no. think I, it's I'm the first thing, it. this fucking elemental that lives in the forest of fucking Waterloo or whatever, the Waltonville, is, is, <sighs> is, is, is the first thing I lock eyes on. I will compel to me. I'm not, yeah. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying that maybe that's just the reason why I called him is that I just happened to see him and go, him. But why call him only to terrify him to the point of no consciousness unless there was a message, and that's, again, where... Shady as it is, hypnosis could have come into handy. Mm, yeah, that's true. Because it's like you see the eyes, you're summoned. There's no doubt there's a summon. If you're going to believe what happened, happened. Let's And, of course, we can speculate that it's right. a raft of shit. But if you're going to believe what happened, happened. Uh, Mike got summoned for some reason. In the woods. And then saw glowing eyes, force, yeah. a full glowing body, burning hmm. body, burning man, extra, and then... Nothing. No. So what would be the point of that? If it's an extraterrestrial interaction, a demonic interaction, or a, a paranormal elemental well, interaction, it's what makes sense it's, there? It's, it's yeah, attention know, is obviously directed towards Michael. So I guess what would compel it to Michael? What's gonna? Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, Why what, him? What's it gonna cause to go to him? And what was the point of the whole thing? Like if they didn't yeah, find huh. anything in him or anything wrong except some I mean, burns. I mean, Rob's idea of Mavis trying of either being in love with Michael or trying to get rid of him. The love triangle is a possibility, but I guess unless well, well, maybe it's just uh, he just was the lucky guy to get chosen for whatever purpose. Lucky. I mean, what I, I can't think of any. There's nothing else in evidence wise that we have, and he's not a part well, of the UFO well, club of whatever. There's nothing evidence wise that we ever, really yeah, have at, at all. Right. But one thing I will say, unless it is a triptic conspiracy, it really smacks that that something happened because Michael claims that there was a flaming monstrosity in the woods totally uh, mavis and jeff say there's a fucking flying glowing egg right They're, that was independent of each other like yeah. they didn't see the flaming dude and and by all accounts michael didn't see the ufo yeah so to both report some sort of you know bizarre unnatural phenomenon huh you know <clears throat> it seems like if it was a mass conspiracy they would have found a way to support each other better with the contusion behind his ear um, the old flashlight to the noggin? I know and, where you're going. Uh, maybe. But he has burn marks around his neck. So if he they were to, if they were to hit him some with him in the head with something, what would you be able to hit him with that would cause a burn besides like an old school like oil lantern? Which wouldn't make any sense. Because how the hell would you hit someone in the head? I don't with know. That? They ripped off a hot muffler like, and just fucking s- <laughs> sizzled his neck for a bit. Yeah, there you go. The best part about this is to me is this is the it's a phenomenal opening chapter for a fucking Hardy Boys mystery. Oh sure, it is. It's a fire yeah. demon in an old British woods. It's but a then UFO it turns into a love triangle. Burns on his yeah, I, know. I don't know why. Old man with a lantern whips you about the head and maybe, neck. Maybe okay, but maybe we're we're pushing, and I maybe by when I say we're pushing, I mean I'm pushing. Maybe I'm I'm pushing too hard on the true crime angle of this. Maybe yeah, that's my I don't. Fault. I don't think that's what's going on. That's where Mark. You're looking wrong. for the human angle. I am. So which I don't think is so there. So let's go to our the classic Heller space. I don't. Why limit it? Why does it have to be that? Well, I mean, we're not by limiting by saying Heller space. We're not limiting Actually, anything. Let me take that back. 
guy on fire in the woods in a UFO. Yeah, yeah. It's literally hell or space. It's literally hell or there space. There is no yeah, other there's option. There's nothing else. I take my umbrage back. So I fully inhale that. So you can back your train up because I got to back my train I up. Did, you know do, what? Do. Well, no, because elementals can, can be considered the... <laughs> too many tracks. Fuck too many <laughs> Whatever, too much folk. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, I like the idea of elementals. Right. I... If he's burned in the back of his neck, it could just be this thing Something's was trying there. to approach him. He's like, oh, fuck, I forgot people are flammable. Change form. Yeah. Form of so I think like the, he was going to say something, dude passed out from whatever fear, and may, he was going to go to help him, and he got near him, and so if he fell flat down, yeah, right. that's how he got the burns on his neck. Could. It's a possibility. And it's like, well, no, but I, I think I'm going to kill like, him. Oh, so no, I mean, he's sizzling. Oh, no. I mean, human bacon. This oh, could no. be the good dude of the woods, this fucking ethereal... <laughs> Uh, from a time of the Fire Samaritan. And he Wait. just forgets. <laughs> fire Samaritan. Fucking words are come in handy. Yeah. Right? You know, you never know when you Jesus need a Fire Samaritan. Jesus Christ. That's the good dude in the woods, man. I do like that, though. It's kind of fuzzy. Hey, guys, just me, Fire Bear. You mean the good man of the woods? Yeah. yeah you good Probably the sir. Fire Samaritan. Yeah, I've heard that. Fire Samaritan. the Fire yeah. Samaritan. Jesus, were you on Walton Ave? Yes. You know, or we can just kind of flip that and twist it a little bit and say this thing was trying to abduct and or kill him. If he was, he I, did a real piss poor yeah. job. If you're on fire well, he took off. And, and you can't. Well, all right. If you're stumbling away in blackout terror after you've already been hypnotized at a distance and right. fucking said fire creature can't abduct you into his ufo then that thing is piss poor at its job that's true absolutely shit bag all right let's close it out robert well it's f- clearly a fire samaritan yeah i got to go 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 when you're in the woods i'm going with it too i am i know who brought it up what are you talking about <laughs> that was my theory i thought you would bail with it and just stick with stick, stick, stick rob with it and then like you just bail on what it, just i don't bail on my own stuff is when someone's know, alone maybe, in the woods you know, and yeah, it's dark space. mike didn't have a flashlight he didn't have a canteen or food <laughs> what does the fire samaritan do like hey dude see you around it's not that scary yeah. he doesn't realize he looks terrifying i mean we he thinks he's just making the darkness bright so you can enjoy your yeah. time we didn't really cover the ufo angle because there's just not besides seeing the object in the sky there isn't anything else but the object was also seen on the ground allegedly we did cover it Chris covered it again All right, and that he was flaming on extra hot and you just couldn't see a humanoid form okay cool it was just an orange egg cool. yeah well I um, think if you're fire if you're just fire you could probably be whatever you maybe it be. lives in a volcano where fire Samaritans all come from of course and right. occasionally right. just goes to so, non-volcanic countries to just try to Get on a level. We with probably people. should before we close this out. We probably should bring up that maybe something had happened. They were partying. He got injured. Uh, they got scared that they were going to get in trouble. So this just turned into a, oh shit, we need to cover our tracks. The reason I find that to be even more ludicrous th- than this already ludicrous story is this: if you fuck him up somehow and you've crossed a line and it's really Mavis's boyfriend and you and things got shady, you don't try to cover it up by saying. He just spontaneously walked in the woods, then stumbled out, and in the meantime, we saw a UFO, and then hope the victim saw a goddamn fire. All right, you got me. Fine. It's a fucking fire Samaritan. God damn it. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I'm a bitch. Well, there you go. Uh, Finally, consensus. We all were going to go geez. fire Samaritan. It might just be a goddamn alien. Who yeah, can who good. can just do different? Maybe it wasn't even on fire. Maybe it looked like fire. Maybe is there? Maybe well, its sure. skin I just mean, glows and is undulates. The human I would I would say that, alien? but like if dude has burns, then that's just that's evidence. True, that's true. And, yeah. and you know, unfortunately, what we, just a what massive we don't hot have lamp alien is true. <laughs> <laughs> Christ. We don't have a burn spot in the woods that we know of. <laughs> the planet of floodlights. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs>
thousand watt <laughs> floodlights. Terrible. Planet Klieg light. Nobody can look oh, at each other. It's all bright. Like, fuck. Turn it Why? off. Why? Why are we born like this? Welcome to the planet of floodlights. Like, fuck <laughs> you. Your planet sucks. Oh, blows. Your planet is the fucking worst. Do not be hung over here. Oh, God. God damn it. This guy, right. this guy is tough. Yeah, I, I want, you know, with the obvious addition of a UFO, you want to say extraterrestrial. That's my instinct. Right. But everything about it smacks of something elemental or paranormal or like baseline entities well, that were here from a time before time. The Human Torch is not a normal... Uh, That's a comic uh, book character, Yeah, but, but I'm saying the, the form of the Human Torch is not a normal form that we hear for alien races or anything No, like you're that. right. You're absolutely not right. Like the Nordics, the fire people. Like, this doesn't happen. It's not as common as, like, reptoid, Yeah, gray. you don't really hear that. Not that that's evidence, but you don't ever really hear of anyone describing aliens as being, like, people that are on fire. No, not usually. There's, like, the, again, tr- the, the truth, which is, again, uh, I guess I think that's a volcano god. There are flaming entities, but all of them are, like, ancient gods usually living in either volcanoes or something like that. If there's a Palladian like that. that's on fire, it's probably dead, and is, it was in a crash. That's true. There you go. That is true. It took All you a right. second, didn't it? Yeah. You went Palladian. Fuck, he went there. He really fucking went there. Asshole. Maybe it was just a victim of it ain't a spontaneous Nordic, human combustion that was scrambling for help and terrified a young, drunken How Michael Johnson. How did he get Johnson. that high in the sky? Have, uh, I'm just talking about the flaming guy in the woods. Maybe yeah, everyone okay. just saw a UFO. Okay. Spontaneous human it's combustion. So there was a UFO spotted teams. and then some yeah. dude in the woods is just like, poof. Spontaneous combustion. Yeah. Coincidence do happen. Yeah. They do. All right. Yeah, dude. Crop circles. <laughs> you see those glowing Crab lights, circles? man? They happen oh, before man. combustion. You see the ag, you die. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I lost what, my breath for a minute. Oh, oh my god, I lost my breath. Oh shit! All right, cool. So there you have it. Uh, fire what, Samaritan. What consent, we came <laughs> yeah. to the Fire Samaritan. Fire, it has to be. What Are else we going to have be? to make a Fire Samaritan shirt now? I can see it. Why not? Just the same thing. Fire Samaritan, dude. If, you know, if I'm cold <laughs> and man. dark and alone, I want a Fire Samaritan to come and yeah, light right. my way. Why right, would you not? Keep me up, light my way. Yeah. The Fire Samaritan Code. Oh, that's a great shirt or a patch, actually. It'd <laughs> be a sweet patch. Just a dude on fire. Jiminy Merch. Oh, he does up. the Cubs guy. He's like, Heat me up, light I my believe. way. <laughs> <laughs> I will defend. Oh, man, that's hilarious. All right, cool. So there you have it. Thank you for joining us for this week's episode of the Kryptonaut Podcast. As always, social medias, Instagram, Twitters, Facebooks, follow us. Hit us up there. The. Uh, Ratings and reviews are always appreciated. The iTunes, the Apple Podcast apps helps out a lot. As mentioned in the beginning of the show, be sure to check the description of this podcast for the link to Nick Littlefield's uh, Etsy shop. That's I Love Pixels on Instagram for the 3D printed space brains of Palos Verde. And uh, use the promotion code HAMMERPANTS, H-A-M-M-E-R-P-A-N-T-S for 20% off the order. And that is good to the end of December. So check that out. Do that. Um, closing thoughts, guys. Anything? You never really can rule out magic either. It's true, you can't. It may be because it's England. Well, a land of lore and murders yeah. and yeah. ancient old timey summonings, exactly. So maybe my love triangle actually was a magic triangle of love. An extraterrestrial uh. infused, elemental foraged love triangle of sorcery. I like it. Chris? I still think it's Fire Samaritan. All right. That's fair. <laughs> All right. You, you know what? If you are nothing, you are solid in your decision. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm not budging. It's, I can right. see the smiley face. It's Sex trying. <laughs> it's, it's trying. trying. <laughs> <laughs> it's trying. <laughs> oh, oh, shit. We'll be talking to you. <laughs>
God damn it. Oh, best foot uh, forward. All right, cool. So thank you for sticking around for the ratings and reviews. And again, thank you all for leaving those ratings and reviews. The 200 mark is pretty awesome. Dope. It is dope as dope. It's pretty sweet. So dope as a poop on a rope. All right, so our first review is coming to us from the best podcast around, five stars from Jericho at 33. I listen to an eclectic mix of podcasts, but Cryptonaut is my favorite. I have always had an obsession with cryptozoology. The hosts approach the often very outlandish story with such enthusiasm and humor. It is much easier to honestly consider the topic than any other podcast I have found. I would love to hang out around a campfire with these guys. Well, All right, shit. dude, get a campfire. Yeah, especially and since it's, uh, give it's, us really, it's pretty easy Cookies access. and some beer and we'll fucking talk. And since it's so cold out, a campfire actually would and probably like be pretty sweet. But you know what? Thank you for that sweet review. Thank you very much there, Jericho at 33. Continuing on with <laughs> great podcast, five stars, Dark Sloth Demon. Nice. Oh, God. Wow. Best podcast for anyone looking for a friendly Typical non-biased opinion on cryptos and the unknown. This podcast will leave you feeling like you're sitting in the chair next to these guys in their discussion. Well, good. awesome! I like that. And Intention non-biased. Exactly. Non-biased is good. I like that because we're. I think that we give every possibility a breath of air, even if it's a we fire. We give or every asinine theory that occurs to us. Aaron. Exactly. Mm-hmm. All right, moving on here. Awesome driving buddies, five star Chef T Bone. Oh, Chef T Bone. If you're a chef man, let us know what's up. Oh, send us some steaks. All right, starting off with I don't know why it has taken me so long to write a review for this podcast. I have a long daily commute to work and listen to a lot of different shows, but this one show. But this is the one show that I will always turn on first when a new episode arises. I have been fascinated by cryptids, aliens, and real-life mysteries since I can remember. The topics covered in this show are some of the most obscure I've ever encountered. Highly recommended. Thanks from the Mothman's Backyard. Snap. Thank you, dude. Okay, this is going to be our last one. Easily the best podcast. Five stars from... Uh Uh-oh. Cody Vick. He's back. He did it. He's back. Oh, gee. All right. Cody did it. All right. Oh, man. Here we go. The guys are personable and funny. The topics of discussion are always interesting and appeal to the person who who always is wondering what else may be out there. The Bearded Trio are fun to listen to as they banter about possibilities and theories and have honestly made me laugh verbally whilst in the middle of a store or quiet cafe. (laughs) Do yourself a favor and start with episode one and just go from there. Every single episode is a gem. Cheers, lads. Oh, Cody Vick. Thank you, Cody. I'm pretty sure this is the same Cody Vick that we've, that was, he, I think he left a review back in like episode like four or five. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's the same dude. Unless there's another Cody Vick. Is this Cody Vickers or Vick? Well, Cody Vick, but I'm assuming it's Cody Vickers. I just don't know. All right, Cody. I know that you're out there listening, so let us know because this Are is you the same. You're going to end up being. You're going to end up <laughs> being an episode. It's going to be episode sixty, Cody Vick. Which one is? Are you he? Vick or Vickers? Are you or... Cody Vickers or Vickers? Yeah. 
Then we'll get like a Colby Vike and then we'll be all fucked up. Yeah, there you go. All right, cool. So there you have it. Thank you, everybody. You fucking rule and we love it. And we love you as much as you love us, but we don't know you as well. But if you had a podcast, we'd listen to it too. Yeah, totally. And uh, yeah, thank you all for your ratings and reviews. It means a lot to us. Also, too, I want to send another thank you to everyone who bought some merch from us during our Black Friday. Oh, hell yeah. And our Cyber Monday sales. Uh, Actually, we just did when we sat down tonight to record, we started going over some projects details oh boy. that Robert sent us and we're uh, coming up with some ideas for it and we are really excited to announce the stuff to you Pretty guys so hopefully in January we're going to be able to make an announcement on it so uh, there you have it thank you again everyone all of you out there all of our listeners we appreciate you also very much and you're the fucking best guys we'll be talking you're to the you best soon. around nothing's going to take you down keep it down you're the best Bam. around now I'm just no rocking gonna sing it? no no oh. no that's it so that was leaving up to you guys. I'm sorry. <laughs>